Hallelujah. Glory. Sunday, 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Should I spare you? I don't think so. People are like, well, don't talk about money. I get offended. Did you know that money is the god of the brain? And they'd be like, you give me money. I'm poor, man. Well, the widow's might for you, American. You know, you're only poor because you don't have riches and glory and you don't know who you are in Christ. Everyone has something they can give into the temple of the glory of God. If you're not giving, there's no question you're demonized. Because God has always given everything He has to us every day. And if you're not giving, you're not in the river at all. Your brain is controlled by demons, usually religious demons. A religious demon is called an ex, a withholding spirit, a withholding demon. It's what comes into your brain and says, well, he doesn't need it. What's the need? Do you need it? Listen, guys. Our brains need to be crucified with Christ. Satan will convince you by some Mother Teresa religion that there is a need. And Jesus Christ said, you'll always have the poor with you. And I'm not even going to throw a pity party that we're here in the ghetto living in a crack house surrounded by 36 organized gangs. I don't care. I don't care about anybody. And not, it's not about that. It's about you overcoming the idolatry in your brain. This is not about me. This is about you. This is about you overcoming the idolatry in your brain, the 666 and the mark of idolatry in your brain, because the God of the brain is money, and it always will be. That never goes away. What goes away is your brain crucified with Christ, that you no longer live out of the flesh of your brain, and you start living out of Christ in your spirit. So you have your brain under your feet. That's what it means to walk on streets of gold that your spirit tramples your brain underfoot with the glory of God. Amen. If you don't have your brain under subjection to your spirit, you are currently serving idols. You are currently serving the seven demons of the seven principalities of this world. And you're a member of the prostitute of Babylon. There's no question about it. That's accurate scripture interpretation. Nobody can serve the Father unless their brain has been crucified with Christ. Most of us have never known the Father our entire lives. We say we do, we get information about Him, but the Father is the glory. You only know the Father when your brain is constantly crucified on the altar of Jerusalem. I mean, I, I don't think hardly anybody gets this. I'd be sacrificing my brain for years, literally decades, and I feel like I'm just starting to get to know my Father. And people come around and they want microwave Christianity. They want it so easy. This situation of Babylon the Great is on a level of sorcery that no brain can comprehend. This is fallen angel activity on a level there has never been in the history of mankind. This is the maturity of the times. This is the rebellion of all bloodlines that have disobeyed the Holy Spirit has built up this world you're currently in right now. And we, at best, have a mixture of the Holy Spirit even with the circumcision of our hearts with the evidence of speaking in tongues. At best. Now, the only way that we have an easy life on earth, yes, it can get easy, 
it can get very peaceful, as if our whole brains are burnt up with the seven blazing torches of the Lion of Judah. And that's the place where we go to where most people say no to God. So I, you know, I just love these things. I spent a hundred grand for that information at college. I'm not giving that up. I, you know, I have a doctorate in finances. I'm smarter than Jesus. And they see the issue is the fire of God doesn't appear to be intelligent. It appears to be violent and destructive and it only attacks the things that are dead. But we have so much dead stuff in our brains, in the idolatry of our brains, that we say no, and we back off from the fire, and we never go any further in God. There's very few people that have brought their brain to the altar day after day to burn as a burnt offering, a living sacrifice. Very few people throughout history. You'd be shocked. I mean, the Apostle Paul said it took him 17 years in the book of Galatians to get all the religion out of his spirit. And then later on in Romans 7, he's like, dude, I am still dealing with a tremendous amount of carnality. And if the Apostle Paul, who's a dead razor, is still confessing to you in Romans 7 as being carnal, you think you're not going to deal with this every single day of your life? Woo! How do you win? You only win in the fire. How do you burn hotter? You put the word like coal into your belly and the furnace rages and the brain resists. The brain is a serpent. The brain is the serpent nature. Romans chapter 8. It's the flesh. It's enmity towards the spirit. It's at war against God the Father. That's why our numbers are so few is because the brain and false Christianity of the brain hates the glory of the Father because the glory of the Father kills the brain with Christ, crucifies it with Christ. Kills it. The Father sees the brain as a snake. You see the brain as a tool to be a good steward, to be reasonable. No, that's blasphemy. That's actually what blasphemy is, is using your brain to be smart and reasonable. That's the curse of the fall. That's the knowledge of good. That's what deceived Eve in the beginning. That I could be smart in my brain. Oh my God. See, we're going after this. That's the curse of the fall. Living out of the brain instead of out of the spirit in the belly. Because the spirit in the belly is always a child. And the brain wants to be a real smart adult, look good in front of others. Look at my education. Look at my doctorate in divinity. Look at how put together I am. Three-point sermons, suits and ties, seven mountain monster men is what they are. <laughs> that you are something in the brain. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get set free from Satan today. You get set free from Satan when you count your brain as garbage. The Apostle Paul eventually said, I counted all my formal education under Gamaliel as garbage. As garbage. You know, he uses the Greek word for shit in the Bible. Study it out. Manure. He actually used the Greek word that was the slang word for shit. Wow. So there's swear words in the Bible? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Hallelujah. When Jesus called the, uh, the Pharisees a brood of vipers, in Aramaic, there was no, you know, shit, fuck, ass, or bitch. It was actually just calling people animal names. 
You need to understand this because you've allowed the fallen angels to control good and bad in your brain. And so you think, well, that's a good word, or that's a bad word, and you don't see the source of the two thrones, and so Satan's got you in self-righteousness in your brain. When Jesus called the Pharisees animal names, that was the highest level of curse word in Aramaic language. Do you understand that at all? How religious are we? These men were violent warriors. These were more like Marines than anything you see, than Anne Graham Lotz and Billy Graham. You need to understand that these apostles were like the Marine Corps. In that culture, much more like Marines than Anne Graham Lotz. Put together nice and polite all the time. And God bless Anne Graham Lotz and every evangelical in the nation. You just need to understand how militant this thing is. And how not religious it is because it's the religious thing of the knowledge of good and evil in your brain that has kept your spirit so weak, so young, so immature. And yes, your spirit is always a child, but when you're in full spiritual stature, you've consumed your brain within your spirit so that you live only as a spirit and never as a flesh. The flesh counts for nothing. Well, we always say flesh is bad, but then we attribute it to, like, what? Our legs or our... We have no revelation. What is... It's the brain. The, the brain counts for nothing. The brain counts for nothing. John chapter 6, the brain counts for nothing. What counts is the throne of God and His divine intelligence, the mind of Christ, burning out of your belly and crucifying the mark of the beast and the idolatry of the natural man through the skull. Golgotha. Golgotha. Goliath's sword is for Golgotha. That's why it's the roots of David. The roots of David is the anointing, the Davidic anointing, the, the messianic word to slay the brain for the spirit to override the flesh to live in the glory of God. The flashing sword is your savior. The flashing sword is the best friend you have. I watch every day as these carnal Christians full of seven demons of seven principalities hate and attack and blaspheme the sword of the Spirit. That's Jesus Christ you're attacking. The Genesis garden flashing sword is the Lord Jesus. The sword of the Lord. God the Father's word. That's what saves you. And as you go through the flashing sword, now boldly approaching the throne of grace, it only cuts off the seven demons from your spirit. You can pass through the cherubim of the glory and the flashing sword and live in the Garden of Eden. And the sword will shred you continuously until there's nothing left except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and you're in continual ecstasy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God, someone's going to get set free from Satan today. Amen. The problem is, is we don't understand how much the sword is warring for us. And we've been deceived by Jezebel to be timid and to be weak, to be cowardly, cringing and fawning fear, the Amplified says, to not be bold as lions, to not love the, the sharpness, the razor sharpness of the word. Or I will come to you and destroy you with the two-edged sword of my mouth. What? Book of Revelation. Last book of the Bible. Jesus is giving them death threats in the book of Revelation. Red letters. 
in the book of Revelation. If you do not repent and return your brain to the river, I'm going to come to you and destroy you with the sword of my mouth, says the Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation. Oh, how dare you threaten me with a good time? He's going to use the sword of the garden of glory to bring our idiotic brains back into the glory realm because we wander astray because we're so influenced by the seven demons of the external realm. It's only seven demons. Amen? Mary Magdalene had the whole world cast out of her spirit, and so will we. And I know people are confessing their sin every day. I'm not there yet. Yeah, well, this is how you get there, by the flashing sword through your spirit and getting your whole spirit built up with what looks like is going to kill you, but actually delivers you from your own death so that you don't have fear of death in you anymore. Don't you understand? When you pass through the Word of God, the Word of God passes through you. It takes death out of you. You're afraid of the sword because the sword's going to kill your death. That fear of death in you is the curse of the fall. That's animal. That's beast. It's reptilian of the red dragon, of the angel of death. If you have death in you, fear of death in you, you have Apollyon in you. That's a principality of death. That's the last curse to be swallowed up, and we're warring against it right now. And what removes it? The flashing sword and the cherubim. What kept us out of the garden through His blood now seals us inside the garden of His glory. But no one lives in the garden of His glory, the garden of Eden, in continual ecstasy, unless the flashing sword has shredded them. And the cherubim are the lightnings. Talk about protection and a hedge of protection, the ultimate intercession being sealed inside the flashing sword and the cherubim lightning. The glory angels that are like lavender in color because of the concentration of your Father's power inside these angels. And they got four wonderful faces, which is the fullness of the power of the gospel of the Word of God. Lion, eagle, ox, and man. Amen. And they'll work with you even while you're infants in Christ. See, you don't get little nursery stuff or you're not working around nursery. You don't get little snakes and rocks when your baby's in Christ. God doesn't give you snakes and rocks. He gives you cherubim the first day you're born again. He gives you the flashing sword day one Christianity. You are meant to grow up in the garden of His love and it does appear terrible to the natural unrenewed mind. All the stuff in the garden looks like it's going to kill your sinful nature. And I don't believe any of these people that say, oh just warm fluffy pillow stuff. Listen, you want to deal with the sword of the Lord first because the Bible says do not go beyond what is written because that sword is the living word. People have gotten really weird and they've gotten really into false mysticism. They get into false maturity. And you know it's all in their brain. Not a single one lives out of their belly. It's all in their brain. And it's all carnal Christianity. It's all false visions. Jezebel will give you lying visions, lying dreams. Lying signs and wonders. She's the false prophet, the principality of all magic arts that deceives every charismatic Christian in the whole world today. <laughs> People don't even know the difference between Jezebel and Elijah. 99% of charismatic Christians tuning into this broadcast today would condemn the spirit of Elijah and the power of Elijah because of the influence of Jezebel so strong in their lives right now. 
You can't tell the difference. When you're deceived, you don't know the difference between Jezebel and Elijah. Elijah appears to be Satan when you have Jezebel's spell on your mind. When you have the spell, the evil spell of Galatians 3.1 on your brain, all the things of God look like the things of the devil. And so the devil calls the devil the devil because he's a hypocrite. That's what the magic arts do to Christians' minds. They begin attacking the very things of God that God's giving them to save them. They begin attacking prosperity. How dare you preach about giving money? How dare you preach about sacrifice and anything in the Bible written a thousand times? Only take it in these little realms where I don't have to actually inwardly change or let my brain burn in the fire of God. And all the squirming worms of Satan and his angels just are just piled on there and they resist and quench the Holy Spirit every single day. Why? Because of the influence of the seven external demons of the seven principalities. How much influence does the world have in your heart? You can always test it when you put it up against the words of the sons of God. It's true. People want to test it to someone else's interpretation of the Bible. Give, give me a, uh, one of these inner court ministers that are so nice and seeker sensitive. They're interested in filling their pews in their churches, so they have to be gentle. But when you're in the wilderness with John the Baptist, it's camel hair time. It's, there's no seeker sensitive time. This river will kill you. It will kill everything in you. It will destroy everything of Satan in you. And you, you're nothing's promised. You got the locusts. You got the wild honey. The main thing you're promised is that you're going to be persecuted by institutionalized religious people. They will come out and mock you. They'll say, you're disrespectful. You're mean. You're not loving. And every name in the book, because they have all that nice, fake, phony, watered-down religion in their brain because they serve inside buildings made up by human hands and the only way you can fill the building is if you water it down. There's no watered-down religion with John the Baptist in the river. The spirit of Elijah, the power of Elijah is the full intensity of the prophetic that comes forth now. And what does the Bible say? Revelation 11, they will hate the two witnesses. They'll be tormented by the two witnesses. Right now, most Christians on planet Earth are starting to be tormented by the two witnesses. That's the times and seasons you're in right now. Don't speak. Hide our faces from him who sits upon the throne. Don't speak lest we die. People just begging for us to stop preaching. Literally writing those comments. Please stop. I'm dying. You're killing me. You're, you're a terrorist. You're a Christian terrorist for preaching the gospel. They will hate the two witnesses, the Bible says, because they're tormented by the truth. It'll be like 500-pound millstones upon their carnal, unrenewed, satanic-serving brains. That's what the Bible says. They'll be like, hide us from him who's on the throne. And they looked for anything to protect their souls from because their souls are full of the seven demons. That's the situation you're in right now in the world. Protect me from him who's on the throne and protect me from the servants of him who's on the throne. The prophets and apostles that are outside of institutionalized religion of the tabernacle of Molech who serve the star Remphon, which means they're still political. Hallelujah. They're all political, aren't they? See, when you're out here in the river, there's no politics in the river. There's just the river, the locusts, and the wild honey. And then you got all the the opinionated people that come to the river who think they know something in their flesh but aren't even in the river. And then you got the people that's like, well, this is in the Bible. 
let's get in the river. And they come out of the river, and they go in the river, and then some finally, when they're so beat up from the seven demons of this world, go all the way in the river, and they become John the Baptist's disciples. Amen. They become the mighty men and women of His second coming. That's what's being produced in Red Letter Ministries. That's the only mandate God has ever asked me to do. Produce champions that are 100% riverified with no mixture of the seven demons of the external world. Everything in them is the seven spirits of God, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord is upon every single one of these champions. <laughs> You're created to be a temple of the river. And all it costs you is the seven demons of the external world. The seven principalities. All the influence of everything with the knowledge and the appearance of good. Everything that Satan tempted Eve with in the beginning is what you're being tempted with every single day. And when you finally just say no to all the external world and yes to all the internal world of the kingdom of heaven, you're completely free and the brain is constantly washed crystal clear and sparkling and seven horns come out your head and seven eyes, which is the full glorification of your soul on earth by the river of life, by the power of the word, by the power of the blood, and by the power of the Father's spirit as how your whole souls are slain with the seven horns of his omnipotence and by the seven eyes of his omniscience today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says 1 Corinthians 16:2 on Sunday, gather your generous offerings and donate them at redletterman.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.